1: The
2: Armstrong and Getty Show Hey, it's Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty For hanging out, I'm very I'm I'm a little giddy, actually To talk with uh, a guy who uh, has the opportunity to oversee so much of what goes on in one of my favorite places in the whole wide world in San Diego County, and um, uh, Jim Desmond joins us right now. Jim, it's good to have you on the program. I just, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm envious of your position because I, I just love, I love San Diego and the county itself so doggone much that um, I think it's, I think it's super great to not only have you on the program, but uh, what, what you do. Uh, is so meaningful to so many people. So thank you so much for being on the program. That's enough of my brown-nosing. All right? Are, have you had enough? you want me to keep going a little longer?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, Chris, no. Keep it up. I, I need some more.
2: Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Jim, I wanted to talk with you about the the situation going on, not only in San Diego, but around California where we have... Restrictions being put in place on a number of different businesses uh, as the virus continues to surge. And in California, we have almost 8,000 new cases yesterday, which is just, uh, it's crazy, it's terrifying, of course. Uh, so I wanted to kind of get your take on what was happening with the businesses closing down and finding a, finding a balance between, uh, between having a positive, productive economy, but also having a very positive and healthy society.
1: Well, you know, it, it's a shame that some of these businesses are having to shut down. For us, it's uh, uh, restaurants, bars, um, distilleries, and uh, wineries and breweries. So, uh, well, technically, the restaurants the restaurants can stay open; they can serve alcohol, but uh, but the bars essentially is what's really closing down. The bars are, and the bars can only be open if they serve food, and it has to be you know brought to your table. You can only have alcohol if it's in a in a meal setting. You know i think it's kind of an overreach in the fact that you know bars actually when they opened them up they seemed a little risky to me when they first did that but you know to include wineries i, I have not yet seen a video of any you know <laughs> any winery that's going crazy or gone mad uh with the it hasn't been following social distancing and things like that but those and the and uh the uh, breweries the brew pubs uh essentially uh were shut down as well so um, there's you know i I think it's a bit of an overreach you know one of the things about we're doing a lot more testing, and I know that's just not you know a lot of people are hearing that we're doing more testing, so we're finding more positives in San Diego county and I think throughout the state actually you know we've been testing in the single digits you know as far as far as positive tests, so ours is about four to five percent every day since we started testing four to five percent range of people testing positive well. To me, that says like 4% of your your population, your entire population has the virus, but very few of them are showing symptoms. We already know like 85% of them show no symptoms. So what we're doing now is counting all of those people that have no symptoms. There are very little symptoms because our hospitals, our hospital rates have ticked up, but nowhere near the amount uh, uh, not they haven't picked up nowhere near the amount of testing we're doing. We're doing like double the testing we were doing uh, a month ago in San Diego County.
2: So, what have the rates done then? Because the testing is important. It has somebody needs to seek a test, right? So, it's not like four or five percent of the entire population. It's four or five percent of the people who have sought out a test, either because they're yes. either because they they feel like they may have come in contact with somebody. Maybe it's just they want peace of mind. Uh, maybe it's because they feel like butt and they and they want to see. You know, is this COVID or is it something else going on, right? So it's not exactly four or five percent of the total population. It's four or five percent of the people that have taken the test. As you so correctly point out, testing the number of tests have gone up. So what is the rate done of positives? Has that remained flat? Has that gone up? What's what's that doing?
1: It's still fluctuate you know, it has gone up for a couple of days. I mean, we we average like, like I said, like we we look at a fourteen day average and, yeah. and we're at four percent right now. And I mean we were at three percent a couple, you know, a week ago. Now we're at four percent. It's still single digits testing positive uh, out of the number of people taking tests. And, and about thirty days ago, we started testing anybody that wants a test in San Diego County can sign up, get a test. It's, yeah, they're free. So people with symptoms and without are, are, you know, taking the test now. And what it's shown is our numbers. We're showing higher uh, numbers of people in their thirties and forties testing positive where they weren't testing positive before, primarily because they weren't showing any symptoms. And so our death rate, unfortunately, has, has stayed in the, in the, uh, you know, in the 78 uh, year old uh, range. Uh, yeah. But So you know, we're, we're testing a lot more, and really we're testing, you know, the, this virus has spread much further, I think, than anybody realizes. But it's, it doesn't show symptoms in the vast majority of people, and we're counting them now. But isn't that the point?
2: Uh, uh, San Diego County yeah. Supervisor Jim Desmond is with us. So it, this, the asymptomatic people are being tested. They're being counted. But you also talk about it spreading so much further than, than it had before. But isn't that because well, the asymptomatic people are spreading it?
1: Well, potentially, But but those asymptomatic people were always out there. You know, 4% of your population, they were always out there and had it. What's good is that we're testing them, we're finding them, and we're getting them to isolate so they don't infect in our most popular. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, our most not most popular, most vulnerable uh, right. population. So, so that's good. But they've always been out there. We just haven't been testing them all, or, or at a, at a rate that we've been doing it before. That four percent has has stayed steady throughout of those tested. And we've tested mm, oh, close to a half a million people in San Diego County, about 400,000, I think. Yeah, is. by the it's way, good job anything. on
2: that. Yeah, you know, San Diego yeah. County's doing a great job of getting the tests out there. But when we talk about hospitalizations going up, that would, that would indicate yeah. that it's not necessarily just asymptomatic people. You've got people who are not only symptomatic, but they're requiring hospitalization, and that number is ticking up. So it, it seems yeah. to me that that doesn't exactly jibe with the assertion that it's just asymptomatic people and we're just throwing numbers on a pile.
1: Well, no, we're not, and, and and that's a good point because, but we've doubled the testing. We've got a hundred percent increase in the testing in the last month uh, in San Diego County. Hundred percent increase in testing, and our hospitalization has gone up in the last um, uh, in daily update. It was eight percent. So it's nowhere near the core you would think. Then, if we're you're doubling the testing, our hospital rate would also double. It's not. It's only going up. You know, it's less but, than ten percent.
2: Right, right, right. So but, but wait, 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 uh, Supervisor Desmond. Okay. But but a rate is a percentage. So the fact that it's going up means that it's more than doubling, right? No. So if I have a if a hundred people take a test, right, and four four percent yeah. or three percent are positive, now two hundred yeah. people take a test and four percent are positive, that means that eight out of the out of the two hundred came back positive, not sure. six as would be steady. So when we sure. talk about hospitalization rates going We can't compare numbers to percentages. So if a if hundred people uh, get tested and one ends up in the hospital, now 200 people get tested, we would expect uh, two end up in the hospital, but what you're saying is it would be like three or four if the rates are going up.
1: The rate is going up from the day before. It's okay. not the rate of the number tested. So to be honest, for out of the 4% of the population, point one half of one percent are being uh, out of the out of the population has the potential out of the four percent of the population one half of one percent of those people are going to the hospital and to me that doesn't that doesn't warrant a shutdown of the economy it's one half of one percent of the four percent of the population that are in the hospital that has picked up a little bit and in san diego county we're also taking people in, the, in our hospitals from imperial county where they're at hospitals, they right. don't have the capacities because they've got the border issue and things like that. We also have people that come straight from Mexico that, that come to our, our hospitals. And our hospital uh, um, capacity rate has stayed at about 65% throughout. Oh, good. So we're, good. We, and, we're, and we're happy to help a neighbor, you know, help sure. in County. We're happy to do that. Uh, but we don't think our businesses should be penalized for, um, uh, I don't think our businesses should be penalized for, for those people counting into our, our hospital numbers. And we get we get you know a handful a day uh, from Imperial County, but it still it adds to our numbers.
2: Yeah, and they need like you said, it's, it's good to help a neighbor too because they, they certainly need help with uh, you know not having the capacity that the San Diego County hospitals have. Uh, San Diego right. County Supervisor Jim Desmond, uh, Jim, listen, it's been great catching up with you. Thank you so much. I wish we had more time, uh, but I love Thanks, talking sure, to you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, All you right, bet. Sure. All right, thank you. Good to talk teacher. to you. Jim Desmond here, uh, San Diego County uh, Supervisor, uh, talking about what's going on. Businesses opening, businesses closing, and, of course, San Diego County, home of San Diego, America's finest city. But is that what the surveys are saying as well? You'll find out where your city ranks in just a moment. It's Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty.
1: Armstrong. been fired. We're taking vacation. Everything's fine. We'll be back on Monday. Now let's see what's going on. Merrill. Hey,
2: fellas. Thanks again to San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond, who has uh, the honor of uh, overseeing what goes on in what I think is one of the finest, finest uh, places in all the world, and that is San Diego County. Not uh, not just the city of San Diego, but all the surrounding uh, cities as well, which um, has become like an adopted uh, hometown for me. I just love it.
1: Love it, love it, love it,
2: love it, love it. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Jim was worried about, though, and I think it's reasonable. One of the things Jim was worried about is businesses that are really being hit hard by the uh, coronavirus, not just the virus, but also uh, by um, the economic impact of states closing down. Of course, the state of California and, and putting more restrictions re-implementing some restrictions and, the, and Governor Gavin Newsom saying that uh, you know he'll roll back even further if he has to. Roll it back even further. Yesterday, California saw 7,900 new cases of coronavirus. So that's not cool, man. It's not cool. We're seeing more and more and uh, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci says that we could be seeing 100,000 cases a day nationwide. That's scary. That is really scary. Uh, so as as we talk with um uh kind of supervisor there jim desmond you know his his concern is how do we balance things between the health and safety and of course uh business is staying open but there's another thing out there that's actually affecting businesses some businesses are closing not because they're being told by the state to close but frankly they've just had enough you want to play uh, uh sean we play cut 32 there
1: it's just gotten more difficult to open every day in an environment where you're treated with hostility and venom a mask is not a symbol of anything public health is not political we're asked to watch our kitchens when we're preparing raw chicken it's a health rule it's a rule that all kitchens are asked to follow it's it's black and white the hostility it just doesn't have any place at a taco stand
2: at a taco stand that was a taco stand being closed down. A taco stand is closing down because people can't be nice. So that was why him, he, can't you be nice at a taco
0: stand? So that's him saying that my employees are receiving just harassment and and oh. you know ag- aggressive customer behavior oh because they're trying to enforce mask policies. Is that, is that what was yeah there?
2: yeah. Hmm. Uh, so and my daughter is a barista, uh, which is, uh, you know. I mean, Frankly, when you're a millennial child, being a barista is... You've pretty well peaked. Am I right? So my daughter is a barista. She is a beautiful uh, 21-year-old girl. 22-year-old girl. I have to keep this straight. She's 22 now. So she's beautiful. She's a barista in in the LBC. Okay? And I say that because I'm trying to sound hip. She's a barista in Long Beach. And so she's, she's totally downtrodden the other day. You know? And look... 22-year-old, single female, sometimes she's downtrodden, and it's just the way it is. Sometimes sometimes there's a reason, sometimes they're not. In this case, she's a little down. Why are you down? She didn't want to talk about it. She had to deal with so many customers that were being belligerent about wearing masks. She was ready to quit. She couldn't have, She couldn't stand it. She says, these people are nuts. And, and she used to tell me about this. You know, we were just talking about San Diego. And my daughter worked at a uh, a coffee shop in encinitas and she, i remember when she she used to talk about she go, people bring their dogs in here all the time and i tried to tell them not to do that and they start screaming at me and my manager told me to stop stop bothering with it i was like wait a minute people are bringing pets into a food establishment and you're not saying anything She's like no because they just get belligerent and then they claim it's a service animal and then i get in trouble for even asking what what is wrong with you people what is wrong why are you treating other people in such a manner i don't this is where i'm just baffled by the behavior these are these are the karens today people these are the karens that are just screaming because they don't want to wear a mask right is, i have a breathing problem my doctor would not let me wear
1: a mask so anyone harassing me to wear a mask you guys are violating federal law you yeah. get that get that on camera ma'am. Yeah. just
2: go it's trader joe's lady you know, the joke used to be, uh, ma'am, this is a Wendy's drive-thru. We're at the point where the joke is not even as far-fetched as, as it used to be, right? Sean, it used to be like, uh, ma'am, this is a Wendy's drive-thru. <laughs> right? yeah, people yeah. start going crazy. They're actually going bonkers. At tra- like, ma'am, this is a Trader Joe's. No, it really is a Trader Joe's that that lady was going going bonkers in. This is the deal with my daughter, the barista. Again, Fancy. So she's she's like I'm I'm so stressed out. She's like I, I you know I don't even know what's going on with with school this fall, and I'm totally stressed out when I go to work. I'm just lucky to have a job, but that job is super stressful because people are just a holes. Speaking of school, what is there any way? Uh, positive Sean, is there any way sports leagues and these conferences can 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 get going here? My, I don't see it happening.
0: My current. Uh, if 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 I'm placing bets, my current bet is that leagues start up but they don't finish, um, which okay. might be kind of a worst case scenario in a, in a lot of different ways. But I feel like the, specifically the NBA, I feel like they're going to start up towards the end of this month. Um, but I'm becoming more and more skeptical about how likely they're actually going to conclude the season as they as they want to.
2: What's the NBA's deal? The NBA is supposed to play. 8
0: games and then yeah so uh, and then a playoff. kind of a mini 8 game sprint to finish off the regular season to kind of finish off the the seeding right who's going to be the top seed and who's going to play their way into the playoffs
2: and to accommodate a bunch of TV contracts right, too that, along the way. Th-
0: that's the underlying cause I think of it is they're okay, trying to fulfill money. their contractual obligations to regional sports networks. Okay. Um, uh, but then the the and then the the, the games will resume uh, at at the end of this month. So teams are now currently kind of congregating with their players in their cities doing daily testing, trying to create the the bubble um, of when they all go to Disney World and play the uh, all the games there. Okay, and you think they're gonna they're gonna play the eight games, but have to stop in the middle of the playoffs? I don't know how long they're gonna get, but I I feel like somebody's gonna get it. And yeah. it, it depends on how early they can catch and contain, right? If their they're, if they're social distancing and contract tracing is as good as they, they think it is, then maybe they'll be able to isolate it and not have it, have it spread. But it's just, it just seems like an impossible thing to try to contain.
2: I see that uh, DeAndre Jordan and Spencer Dinwiddie, how do you say his name, Dinwiddie, uh, f- for uh, the Nets tested positive. Nuggets have shut down their practice facility after positive coronavirus tests. So we're, we're already starting to see NBA players testing positive. I, I just don't know how you can get out there with guys, you know, sweat flying around back and forth that is going to end up in somebody else's nose. I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. That's even if they get through the practices. All right. Best city in America. I'll tell you which one it is next. Chris Merrill for i and Getty.
0: and Getty Show. It's Chris Merrill in
2: for Armstrong and Getty, broadcasting live from the home studio at the end of a dirt road on the end of a dirt road. Uh, Positive Sean with as well. And uh, Hey, Positive Sean, you like to uh, talk about the best, right? The best. You like to really highlight and tell people what's what's great. Oh yeah, yeah. About where they are, right? Uh,
0: ranking bests, like I'm all I'm all about clickbait conversations. I think that's excellent.
2: All right, so lists are great for clickbait. They're terrible for radio, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so I once had a guy who was I had a, I had a friend tell me one time he's like it was a consultant. And he says that you know lists are at best C material, meaning not you know A B C D E. He's like lists at best are like right, C that, material.
0: That that person sounds like an idiot. Right. L- I, well, I had somebody else gold. tell me
2: one time they go they go. What about
0: more lists? People love lists. So I have no idea what to think.
2: So here we find out the, the best and the worst cities in America. Now, as I mentioned, as we talked with Jim Desmond, who was a county supervisor in San Diego, I think Julian, California is one of the best cities in America. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I love Julian, California. Okay? Let me throw that out there. Love it. Love it. Love it. So that said, uh, who's Who's got this? Oh, is it another Wallet Hub? Is that the deal here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Wallet Hub. As we know, we can trust Wallet Hub with all things ranking related. All right, so what are we going to do here? We're going to do the, the, the top ten or the worst ten? Let's, let's start with the top ten, because the top ten seems far more exciting than the worst. Uh, it seems. Excuse me, the worst ten seems like nobody wants to be the worst. Let's start with the top ten cities in America, starting at number, do you have these in front of you? Do I? No, no. I can pull it out. Oh, I'm going to have to pull this out of my
0: butt? Oh, my goodness. It's all falling apart.
2: Good Lord. (laughs) Holy cow. Unbelievable.
0: I put the link in the thing.
2: Okay, I got it. I got it. All right, listen. You just be Paul Schaefer. I'll do the top ten list, all right? (laughs) All right, Dave.
0: All right, right, top ten
2: cities in America. Here we go. Uh, Number ten, Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, I think they make duct tape in Nashua, New Hampshire. Virginia Beach, Virginia. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Missoula, Montana. Lexington, Fayette, Kentucky. Durham, North Carolina. Home of the Durham Bulls. Las Cruces in New Mexico. Provo, Utah at number three. Number two. Finest city in America. Boise, Idaho. Boise, yeah. let's hear it Boise. Shout out to Boise. To Boise and number one best run city in America is this shouldn't even count it doesn't even this shouldn't even count I'm gonna call foul on this one Nampa Idaho which is like 20 miles outside of Boise Idaho it's like a suburb almost not quite
0: kinda you can't have that doesn't count. You feel like they should just count as one, like the, whatever yes. they're doing in that. let uh, call it a metro area. area. Yeah. Yes,
2: or even just Idaho in general. Just Idaho's great state. You get number one. Just none. What? That's not even right. Not only that, but I'm a little bit confused about their criteria on this. I'm I'm lost on the help me out here. So they've got.
0: Um, uh, so they have uh, one of the the criteria oh. they're using is total budget. Bur- Per capita, so, yeah, so I guess the and then the of, operating efficiency to go with that, right? Right, and then the, the quality of city services. Now that seems like kind of a broad generic term. On I would like to see what they define as city services and how they figure out if it's good or not. Um, I have a hunch right. that the cost efficiency of those services aren't necessarily um, equated in here. But if well, no, I guess total budget per capita. Would kind of fall in line with the quality of services, making sure they I don't hate, get too expensive. I hate Wallet Hub. I feel like somebody at Wallet
2: Hub grew up in Nampa, Idaho, and just wanted Nampa, Idaho to be free. For instance, Nampa, Idaho comes in on Wallet Hub's survey of uh, best run cities in America, number one for total budget per capita. Okay? But they come in at number 74 for quality of city services. Boise. Comes in at number two per capita and at number five for city services. So they're what? they're number yeah they're top five in two different categories. Provo, Utah, third for total budget and fourth for quality of city services. So again, two top five finishes in the two big categories. Yet Nampa is considered
0: the best run city in America. I'm, I'm calling shenanigans. I think somebody's I call, on the take over there. At wallet thank Hub. You. Thank you. Who's whose wallet is a little bit thicker over there at Wallet Hub? That's what I want to know. It's probably
2: the guy from Nampa. It's a dude from Nampa. You know who's number one for quality of services? This one kind of surprised me. Number one quality of services. Do you know who this is? Huntington Beach, California. Really? Number one for cities. And it, with the amount of money that gets paid in taxes, I would think that the the top cities for quality of services should all be out of California. But they're not. They're not. Uh, in fact, it's uh, Huntington Beach is number one and Fremont, California is number six. Okay, now, more importantly, here we go. This is what people are more interested in. Crappiest cities yes. in America. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. all right. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. Who I am I against? Who are you against? You're against Carl. All right? Crappiest cities in America. Uh, really moving up the list and very happy to be considered the 10th worst city in America, Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. Congratulations, Flint. Evidently, killing people with your water isn't enough to make you the worst city in America. So who is worse than Flint taking in per capita and quality of city services? Uh, Chicago. Is the ninth worst run city in America, coming in at number anecdotal eight.
0: Anecdotal evidence supporting that claim. Thank you.
2: Coming in at number eight. Oh, it's where Flint gets their water, Detroit, Michigan. There you go. Congratulations, Detroit. You're actually worse than Flint. It's like I, I think Flint a took a crap slogan. and it landed on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, Oakland, California. Oakland's got a bad rap and has for a long time too. Hartford, Connecticut. Did you expect huh. to see, yeah, Stepford City as uh, one of the worst run cities in America? Uh, New York, New York! Chattanooga, Tennessee. Another one I didn't expect to see on the list. Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, and they uh, not only have very little spending, uh, very little budget per capita, they also do a terrible job in their quality services. It does uh, Gulfport. Uh, here we go. Number two, worst run city in America. San Francisco, California. Oh. There we go. Shout out, Bay Area. So Bay Area pulls two of the of the worst-run cities in America, with Oakland and San Francisco. <laughs>
0: That's like the, the, the Boise of the, of the bottom list. <laughs>
2: Thank you. You know what? That's a great point. And then the number one worst-run city in America should come as no surprise. It's where we turn for all cities. For an example... Washington D.C. is the worst run city in America. That's where everybody that runs the rest of the country lives. That's fantastic, isn't it? You know what was also interesting? <laughs> Way to lead by example, D.C. Yeah, good job, gang. You know, you know who was born in New York, New York? Carl Reiner was from New York, and he moved. He moved to Beverly Hills, where he doesn't care about the the uh, the quality of services. He only cares
0: that he was paying an awful lot of money living there in Beverly Hills. Carl Reiner. Uh, yesterday, he passed. Right. Uh yeah yeah I believe it may have technically been the previous evening but uh uh the news broke of it uh yesterday and uh, I I jumped on Twitter very briefly to see that and I said I don't know if I can handle this he was such a, a huge comedic influence on me growing up uh specifically the the 2000 year old man stuff I would listen to on hours on end and was uh, fascinated and and riveted and was uh, you know asking wait these you can make a career out of just being funny really that's yeah. a, that's a thing I was on
2: Twitter uh, at like four o'clock this morning, right? And I was looking at I was looking at stuff, and I was seeing Carl Reiner posts from I guess it would have been the 29th, so it would have been a day before. So yeah, late the 29th, he was posting on Twitter right up until Monday, yeah. Monday morning, basically. Yeah, he was he was uh, Twitter active, I guess. Hey, do you have one of those bits from the 2000? Oh yeah yeah old yeah, man.
1: A this gentleman here is one of the phenomena of the world. He is two thousand years old. That's is that true, Liner sir. Yes. You want to. Sh-
0: Brooks is going to be the other guy, right? Yes. Yes. And okay. it's important to note that when you hear clips of these. Mel Brooks gets all the laughs, right? He's the, he's the guy who, who delivers the punchlines and gets right. it. Carl Reiner was unmatched as a setup man, as, a, as the, the quote-unquote the straight guy of the comedy duo. And, and when you listen to these full, I mean, sometimes they, I mean, they were just like hour-long of these kind of improv off-the-top conversations. Yeah, The way that he would guide it and weave it in is nothing short of masterful. Here, here's here's the, the conclusion of this.
3: My driver's license. No, no. We, we have to authenticate the Mayo
1: Clinic has checked you out and said that you are 2,000. In the origin of words, for instance, a simple word like cheese, where did that come cheese
3: from? Cheese is a lovely story, how we get the word cheese in our, in our vernacular. In the year 28- there was an old farmer, and he, a gentleman, came to his land and said, I'm so thirsty, may I have a little dipper milk? Ah. And he says, certainly, go over to the barrel. He not knowing that the barrel of milk had soured, see? Ah. So this poor beggar man came to the barrel and opened up from the top. And looked in and looked down and went cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's, yeah, the,
1: that's
3: the word. That that's how the word cheese came into it's being. Very yes. onomatopoetic. Yes, and that's <laughs> the truth. <right>? Yes.
1: <laughs> all
2: right. Uh, from uh, from great news as we remember the life of Carl Reiner to we're probably all going to die. I'm going to say this time next Monday ish. I'll tell you why it is next. Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty.
1: Armstrong. And
2: Hey, Chris Merrill, Ian for Armstrong and Getty. The guys will be back next week. So, uh, as we get ready to wrap up here, uh, but kind of a fun a fun story. Is there anything more fun than hearing about somebody getting gored? I don't think there's anything. What the hell is wrong with you? What? Was it, Sean, you were just like, hey, here's a fun story. It's a woman being gored.
0: It, no, it's a it's a classic of a, a person it's visits Yellowstone person visits Yellowstone. Isn't aware that the actual buffalo are not like the anthropom what's the word anthrop what they Keep do in cartoons. No, I like where it where they make animals anthropomorphic. Scene-
2: but I like it. Keep going. No,
0: no, no, no. You nailed yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, the, these are actual beasts who uh, don't really care for the fact that you might be trying to get a selfie.
2: <laughs> All right, that's what it was. Uh, this was was this. Oh, last week, I guess. Thursday, I guess. Story just broke, though. Um, unidentified woman sustained multiple goring wounds before being flown to an Idaho hospital. Uh, that according to the National Park Service.
0: Uh, hey, what's woman, good? We just learned that Idaho has great uh, services and stuff. So great everything. Yeah, so she probably yeah. being taken very good care of there.
2: hey they took her up to Nampa. Nampa, Idaho. <laughs> Best-run city in America, according to Wallet Hub. Very good. Uh, let's see. She... Um, She was at the Bridge Bay Campground in northwest Wyoming on the northwestern side of Yellowstone Lake when she approached within 10 feet of a bison uh, multiple times to take its photo. That according to the park service. Park visitors are asked to stay at least 25 yards away from bison, elk, moose, and other large aminals. So she got within 10
0: feet of the bison. And the bison was like, that's not socially distancing. Here's the horns. Thank you. Like, lady, you don't even have a mask on you can't get
2: near me You probably have something weirdo why don't you have a mask on I am not a sex slave that wears masks but I'm a buffalo I don't care
0: I am not into sadomasochism and bondage
2: okay, I'm a buffalo and what does that have to do with anything weirdo lady so lady gets gored and you know this was a Karen right she's all
1: oh, I'm gonna go to the buffalo I'm
2: gonna near the buffalo I'm so excited about this you know Fun fact, kids.
1: Bison are gluten free. We can have them. Isn't that wonderful, children?
2: But then, of course, the bison gores her and she gets really upset about it.
1: What's his name? What is his name? Because
2: he is getting reported. What's your f-ing name? You're a piece of shit. She's going
1: to report oh, the buffalo? Yeah. Bison. What's the matter with you?
2: That was actually her just before the bison. But just before the bison got her, bison was trying to tell her to leave. She's like, "Go away, lady!"
1: Leave! Leave. leave, Yeah,
2: that was her being gored right there. That was it. And if that's not bad enough, news out of Washington and uh, and the director of the National Institute of We're all going to die. For those of you just joining us, we are all going to die. Yeah. Bad news, friends. Dr. Fauci says the time has come. If Fauci says it, you know it's legit, right? Fauci is warning us of not the coronavirus, but a new virus, gang. A new virus. Keeping an eye on a strain of uh, flu carried by pigs in China with characteristics of the 2009 H1N1 virus and the 1918 pandemic flu. Yeah, you hear that? So it's like a swine flu that's got the characteristics of the avian bird flu and also the 1918 Spanish flu. It's, throw that in on top of the coronavirus and we're screwed. Dr. Fauci, huh? Are you ready for this? This is going to be extra confusing. Not only are we dealing with the COVID-19, which is all kinds of confusing, H1N1, 1918 pandemic. Are you ready for what they're calling this new super virus that's going to kill us all? Forget murder hornets. You're going to wish you'd been in contact with a murder hornet when all is done. The g 4 EA h one n one Now, granted, it has yet to be shown to infect humans, but it is exhibiting reassortment capabilities that according to testimony that Fauci gave to the senate yesterday so the g4ea h1n1 folks A lot of people have been asking a lot of people don't even know this they say covid-19 they don't know what the 19 stands for it doesn't make any sense now we've got g4ea h1n1 g4 i think that's a summit ea they make all the great video games like madden love them h1 N1, P one nobody really knows what any of that is all about. Totally confusing. I don't even believe it's happening. So that's going to kill us. All before we can get a vaccine. Incidentally, good news. uh, There are some promising results. Pfizer is showing some promising results, promising that their stock is going to go way up anyway. They ran a trial, evaluated 45 people, they got uh, doses of either the vaccine or the placebo. They say the vaccine was generally well-tolerated, though the experimental vaccine could cause fever in some patients, especially for those who were in the 100-microgram group. That was the highest dosage that they gave of, uh, of people. So Pfizer, Pfizer went up uh, bigly in the uh, stock market here yesterday because they've been working on this coronavirus uh, vaccination. I was
0: reading up about if the vaccine. Pfizer's stock rises for more than four hours, call your doctor.
2: Hi, oh, well done. Okay, but what if Pfizer? Hang on here. Can I just buy like Johnson and Johnson or Pfizer or somebody who's going to make an announcement? My stock bumps. I just sell. Right? Isn't that basically market manipulation? Now, we have to be a little bit careful. With I think these Martha things. Stewart
0: went to jail for that, didn't she?
2: Yeah. Right. This is why. Anytime I see Jim Cramer talking about things on TV, I'm like, Hey, that's a really great idea. Wait a minute, Cramer. Is this a bump and dump? Is that what the plan is here? Or a pump and dump, I guess? I almost said it wrong. Is this a is this a pump and dump? I always have to be really careful about that. And the thing is that even if they have great early on trial results, it doesn't mean necessarily something great is going to come of this. I was looking at some uh, previous vaccinations, including what they call the Fort Dix strain. Okay, we've got the g 4 EA, h one n one and now Fort Dix... Somebody's joshing me. Totally joshing. Totally joshing me. Fort Dix strain of the flu back in the 1970s. And uh, it was freaking people out that came up with a vaccination. Well, the vaccination ended up doing a heck of a lot of harm. 25 people died from the vaccination of the hastily developed uh, flu vaccine from 1976. And specifically for the Fort Dix um, variation of that. That's why they got to take it a little easy before they start cranking this thing out. Then nobody wanted to get vaccinated, and then what happens? <clears throat> Virus spreads. Nobody wants to get vaccinated. We're all screwed. That's why I say. We're probably all going to die. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. It's been real. It's been fun. I appreciate you allowing me the chance to invade your ears for a few hours this morning. Have a good one. Look forward to talking to you again. Armstrong. am back next week. Chris Merrill, in for the game.